This is Bangarang Radio, a podcast network. For more shows, visit bangarangradio.com. I'm going out, I gotta go. I'll bang a ring on the radio. So turn it up, I'm telling you. I think I'm ready for something new. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet ya. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. You're listening to Pop Punk and Pizza on Bangarang Radio. Ooh, happy Halloween. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> that's as spooky as this show is going to get today. It is, in fact, Halloween. So happy Halloween to you, my friend. Whatever it is you're doing today, I hope it's good. I don't have any crazy, crazy plans. Mainly just to uh, hang out with my son. Still don't know what he's going to be yet. <laughs> we still haven't decided between Chucky or Bam Bam. But uh, the ultimate choice is about to be made, so... I'm sure we're not going to go around, like, trick-or-treating the whole town. We're probably just going to go see uh, family, because they they want to see him in his cute, adorable costume, even though both of them are kind of violent. Obviously, Bam Bam is more cute. I guess depends on what your definition of cute is. Anyway, enough of my mumbo-jumbo. My name is Jacques Lamour. Thank you so much for downloading this podcast. We're going to get right to it today. I'm not going to waste any time. So we're going to get to some music today. I haven't done this in a while. Usually, or most of the time, I like to play a song or two before we get to our main feature, our main um, topic, or I should say our special guest of the show. So we're going to get to a band called Louder Louder out of Wooster. Or Worcester, I guess it depends. I think it's Worcester, um, Massachusetts. But if you see it spelt, you would think it's uh, Worcester or something like that, or Worcester. I, I've been to Massachusetts at least three times. I don't know if I've been to Worcester or not. But these guys formed in 2013. They've gone through several lineup changes. But the one thing that's remained consistent is obviously the love for music. So currently the band is working on an EP to be released next year in 2019. Louder Louder has actually been a part of Warp Tour at the Comcast Center in Mansfield, Massachusetts. So if you're from that area and the name sounds familiar, that might be why. You might have walked by their set uh, while you were at Warp Tour that day. And the band's influences, they kind of revolve around all kinds of different bands, from All Time Low, State Champs, Newfound Glory, Neck Deep, and various others. The list kind of goes on and on and on. Their lineup consists of Nick Summerhays, TJ uh, Jertson, who I should say Nick, by the way, is the lead vocalist. TJ is the bass backup vocalist. Jimmy Fleck is lead and rhythm guitar. Mitch Baker is on drums. And Josh St. George is rhythm guitar and backup vocals. Now, they just released this song yesterday, October 30th, and it's called True Friends. And they sent this to me via email, which you can do, by the way, too, if you want to send me some music or if you're possibly wanting to get an interview on the show, send me those inquiries to bangerangradio at gmail.com. Actually, I think first they hit me up on Facebook and they're like, hey, could uh, you share our brand new song when it comes out on your page? And I thought, well, why don't I listen to it? And then if I like it, I'll play it on the show and not just share it on your page, but actually get people to hear it. 
instead of just seeing it on my page. Um, obviously, they can listen to it if they click on the link from my page, but I think more people will obviously actually hear it if I play it on the show. So anyway, this is Louder Louder, True Friends here on Pop Punk and Pizza. by a band called Louder Louder out of Massachusetts. They just released that yesterday. If you like what you hear, go to facebook.com slash Louder Louder Band. Really uh, like the hooks in that song. It's super, super catchy. It's going to be stuck in my head the rest of the day, maybe even the rest of the week at this point. So I hope you enjoyed it. 
and please show those guys some love and support. They are currently in the works of recording a uh, EP to be released next year. Uh, thanks again to Nick, by the way, the lead vocalist, for sending that in. All right, let's get to our special guest today. Last week, I got to talk on the phone with Darren Young, who's the lead vocalist of Brigades. And the name Brigades might sound familiar to you because they kind of had some uh, moderate success with Pure Noise Records in recent years. The band kind of went on a little, I don't know if you want to call it a hiatus, but I would, I would definitely call it a, a rebirth, a, a reformation, if you will, in the last couple years. And they've got a completely different lineup, except for Darren. I, I think Darren is the only original, quote-unquote. But don't quote me on that. <laughs> That's a lot of quotes. Anyway, so they're back. And they've got a brand new EP that they released this last summer called True Blue, and I just fell in love with it from the minute I heard it. Full of all those infectious hooks that I love to talk about on the show all the time. And so I was like, I gotta have these guys on the show. Or have Darren on the show, at least. So Darren talks about this new era of brigades, what the plans are. He does touch on the past with Pure Noise Records and previous members and things like that. So all in all, it was it was great uh, hearing Darren's story and Brigade's story. So I hope you enjoy it. Darren Young, lead vocalist of Brigades. Hello. Hey, Darren. How's it going? Hey, what's up, man? Huh? Not Let's much. Go. Just <clears throat> trying to get through the day. <laughs> I hear that, man. Yeah. Yeah, mine just started a little while ago. I slept too late. Uh, do you work uh, late nights? Yeah. Yeah, I work. I work pretty late in the night, and I've been I've been sleeping in a lot lately. I usually don't. I don't know why I have recently, but. I don't know. I guess I'm just catching up on rest. I'm getting old. <laughs> Aren't we all though? <laughs> yeah. It's it's easy. Uh, it's easy to do. I, I've noticed I've done like the same thing in the last yeah. year. I, uh, I I used yeah, to man. I used to wake up earlier, and now I'm finding that I'm giving myself less time in the morning to get ready for work. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. It's like. Uh, I don't know, man. I used to, I used to get up. Um, I used to try to sleep in. I used to like want to sleep in, and I would, you know, I was, I've always been kind of a night owl, so I'd stay up late and still wake up at like nine o'clock in the morning, and oh, then, and then I'd have the rest of the day to like do what I needed to do, get shit done around the house or whatever. And yeah, now it's like I get up and it's like, oh man, I got a showering go straight to work uh, <laughs> yep but yeah yeah man so uh thanks for you know taking time out before you actually have to go to work to oh uh, it's all good talk man. to me today um i uh i was really excited that i got an email from your um your pr from your press company because i i, I know the name and i mainly know it because and i, I want to say there's a connection but my band, my old band, The Projection, years uh, years back now, it's probably been five, five years ago, maybe six years ago, we toured down in uh, South Carolina and we played the radio room there. 
and okay. we played with a band called Forgetting Farah. And All right, yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if they still are or not, but weren't there members from that band that are in Brigades or were in Brigades? Yeah, uh, Damien, uh, their drummer, and Frank, their guitar player, played and toured with us for a while. Um, they were in the band when we were uh, doing a lot of stuff with Pure Noise. And their bass player, Jennings, he was my TM, and now he he's off working for other bands like Four Years Strong and Movements and bands like that. So wow, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and then the other guys they're they're in other bands and stuff now. You know, we kind of like parted ways um, once we, uh, you know, once our contract was up with Pure Noise and stuff, we parted ways. I wanted to do different things with the band. And at the time, I wasn't too sure that I was going to – I wasn't too sure of, like, the timeline of when I was going to pursue, you know, what I wanted to do with the band. You know, I needed I needed a little bit of time to just kind of, like, sit back and chill on it. And, and then while I was doing that, I got an offer to go um, to Japan with my buddy Mizuki, who runs Ice Grills and – so I went over there and, you know, I took some fill-ins and went over there and it was kind of rough and I took a little bit more time off. I thought I was ready and I wasn't. And, um, and, and now uh, I got a team together and, you know, we busted ass and wrote a record together and we went and recorded with uh, Machine. I knew I wanted to go to Gene Freeman. Uh, he was somebody like I always wanted to go to and kind of got told by you know our old team that like we you know he was a little out of our league and so i kind of just like it's one of those things i just wanted to you know make happen no matter what so um got in contact with him and told him what i was trying to do and gave him a history of the band and sent him some songs i've been working on and some old shit and he called me one night and we just talked for a couple hours man and just kind of hit it off and we decided to work together and it went really well man and now um we put true blue out we wanted to go ahead and just like we didn't really shop it out like we should have yeah. um but at the same time i've been through that process and i know how long it takes yes and i know even when you do find an offer that you really like then there's a waiting process after that of building up for a release and all that shit and it was just one of those things where it was like we didn't get we didn't really care you know what i mean we were just like we just want to put this out we just want to show what we're doing it's like i basically started the band over clean and um you know we're doing some new stuff and so we just kind of put it out ourselves to see what we could you know just to get some material out there and now we're kind of ready to start touring we got a we got a new uh, booking agent, and we're just kind of discussing plans for you know the next year, and uh, we're gonna push the the record we just put out, and then start talking about going into you know do a new record and see who we want to work with and all that, all the logistics and all the not fun stuff of being <laughs> in a band. All the yes, all the business stuff that uh, most of us don't like doing. It's 
it's the the parts that people don't see or don't realize yeah yeah the where it where it actually feels like a job that you don't get paid for you know yes yeah it's it's kind of <laughs> like uh it's kind of like working salary like you're working yeah. a salary job pretty much because i mean there's how many hours spent on all that stuff from the yeah uh if if you're shopping a record around or if, if you're trying to um find the right producer or engineer uh there's obviously just so many things that's just scratching the surface um oh yeah and then especially with like you know with a a band like uh, you know i have where it's like you know we we're pretty much kind of like you know starting over we're a band that we made it to like we only made it to like the two spot yeah on a tour you know like right i think the the biggest thing that we got was the the um we were the two spot on the comma vision the real friends every time i die and counterparts tour and like you know that was like our our biggest realm of things is like the two spot you know and so we you know it's like we didn't really even bridge the barrier that we were you know trying to get to then so now it's like starting over it's just kind of like oh well you know there's even bigger hill to climb now you know it's like it's back to the bottom and but it's been a really fun experience you know kind of like starting over and it's just been rejuvenating and then even like we've played a couple shows now and you know playing some old songs and kids still like you know going crazy for the old stuff and then the reception to the new stuff has been incredible kids are already singing along to the new song so it's like I've just been having so much fun with it now. It just feels brand new. You know what I mean? It's, it's you know, same band name, different feeling, man. Like, Yeah, it, it sounds like it. I mean, there's a lot of bands that they talk about, oh, we're starting over on this next record. You know, this this new record we just put out is a completely new era, but it sounds like it literally is for brigades. Like, everything is new from the, the music to the members to the way you're approaching things. It's just, everything's new. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, you know, it, you know, I'd be a liar if I didn't say I was like, it's very discouraging at first, you know? I mean... Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, you know, working, you know, like... You know, I'm, I'm like the main songwriter in the band, always have been. And like, you know, it used to be me and Charlie, you know, that was my, that was my guy. Like we wrote the songs together and, you know, live, it was so easy because, you know, he was always there too. And that was a big, you know, uh, jump I had to take when, you know, he wasn't going to be there anymore. And I feel like it was just something it needed to happen you know i mean we we're just disagreeing on a lot and um i dude i started this band almost 10 years ago and like yeah there were just so many things i felt like you know not not without trying to be like this is my baby you know this is my <laughs> ba-, you know and, and you know trying to be super selfish about things I, I just felt like there were so many ideas in the process where we were actually getting the eyes on us that we needed. And there were so many ideas. I felt like I cast it aside to appease certain things. And it's like, there's things that I have been really wanting to do with this band. And now I feel like I can really do it. You know, I have a 
a team of guys that I love working with and it's just a, it's a fun experience like creating with these guys and like really truly feeling like these people have your back you know they're like you know I'm, I'm gonna go to war with you mm-hmm. yeah you, you know and yeah you gotta have the the family aspect of the whole thing absolutely man and you know it's um we're more aggressive on the songs and not towards each other and <laughs> it's it's just great you know it's like not there's you know we just get along and we all have the same idea like for where we want to be with with music and you know our lives and it's just uh man the the chemistry and the formula that we have now it's just it's just great man things are things are going really well and um I'm I'm really excited to like start getting back out there. I haven't been on the road in a long time and I'm finally ready to, you know, get back out there. It's not like a headache. It's not like oh shit, you know. Here we go. You know, it's you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to going back out there and reconnecting with old friends and stuff and it's going to be fun. Yeah, it sounds like it, and you just feel like this time you're ready compared to maybe previous times. Did did going on the road before feel kind of rushed, and did you feel like you guys weren't quite ready for it, even though you had uh, these releases with Pure Noise and, and the uh, success there and, and you know getting into that number two spot? Did you actually feel like you guys should have been on the road? Well, I mean... It wasn't that we weren't ready. Mm -hmm. You know, like, one thing I felt like, you know, this band has always been able to do is, you know, keep up live. You know, live, like, everything's great. It's just, I think a lot of things got so stressful because we got into a lot of, uh, we got into a lot of merch debt. We got into a lot of, uh, debt back home too with personal bills and stuff like that you know because we're you know we've always been a little like we've been doing this like you know for ever you know we're a little bit older than some of the you know some of the newer bands and stuff that we would go out with and stuff and it's just like you know i felt like sometimes like we wouldn't have enough time coming back home to work and you know, pay off some bills that we didn't get to. Cause you know how it is. I mean, like you can make a lot of money on the, on the road and then your trailer shits out on you or your, yes. your van shits out on you. And then it was like, Oh, well, we're going to have to go into this. And, you know, we were always a band that we were never funded by anyone. Like our parents didn't fund us, our, you know, friends and nothing like that. We never asked for handouts. We, everything that was done, we paid for ourselves. So, a lot of times we'd get super stressed out by things like, you know, it'd be hard to be on the road. And then like, you know, you had bills back home that you're like, that just kept stacking up and you're like, God, you know, it's hard to go on stage and just be like, all right, everything's going to be cool. You know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, uh, it just got rough. You know, I mean, I feel like in def- if you listen to indefinite, that's like, that's that whole record. Just, being stressed and depressed on the road and uh it um it that that made it hard you know i I feel like we and you know we've been torn for a long time before you know we got signed or anything like that it was just uh once things you know 
really started rolling, a lot more bills started coming through. And it was just, I just think it was just the timing and the, our, our team wasn't getting along. And, um, you know, I think it was just a big learning experience. You know, now I think that's why I feel so confident now too is like, you know, we're all, I, I'm, you know, me and even my older guys, you know, that, that used to play with me is like, I feel like they're doing really well in their projects and stuff now just for their mental state. Like we're just in better places in our lives. You know, we're not, we're not dumb anymore. You know, we've, <laughs> we've learned from those mistakes and, uh, you know, just gotta, uh, take what we've learned and just use it to the best we can, you know? Yeah. All you can do is, is move forward from this point. Exactly. So, um, one thing I was uh, so many th- there's so many things we could talk about, and there's so many things you mentioned earlier that um, that I'd love to touch on. Um, I mean, one of them being with True Blue. How come it wasn't a matter of of talking to Pure Noise and seeing if they would put it out, or I don't know how your relationship ended with them. Um, but I I guess I was just curious to hear how come. Uh, True Blue wasn't a possibility for Pure Noise. I think um, there was some bad blood in the water at first. You know, right, right, you know, during some of the stuff like uh, during the Pure Noise tour we went on. I, I want to say it was 2014, maybe 2014, 2015. I can't remember. Maybe it was 2015. Uh, when we went out with, uh, it was, uh, state champs and handguns and Trevor King calling and even, uh, the, the front porch step dude was on it too. Uh, and, uh, when we did that tour, there was a lot of fighting, um, and dispute going on between bands we were were all just just you just the the um brigades themselves within the brigades brigades yeah internally through our team and uh like i said we were all at bad places we were all we're all super fucking miserable back home and you know we took a lot of things out on each other and so it got kind of rough and then i think i think for for jake to see um from pure noise for him to see me and Charlie, you know, for our friendship to start coming to an end. He, I think he got really like bummed out on Uh the band. I think it bummed him out on the band. And, uh, um, and then once we had picked it up, once we picked up the pieces and started rolling with it, I think it was just too late by then. I think it was just his spirit with brigades was just already kind of faded. And, um, I don't think there was any kind of convincing I could do. And I started seeing that myself and sort of the guys. And I think that's what kind of made us realize like, you know, they needed to go do other things and I needed to roll with what I wanted to do with the band. Cause I, at that point I knew what I wanted to do. I already knew after that hands like houses tour that we did, couple years ago like i already knew what i wanted to do with the next record and i don't think the guys would have really been into that and but it was one of those things i just knew i had to do it you know i was like this is this is what i need to do and 
when I think I explained that to them, I think we decided to go, you know, part part ways and stuff. And I think when I had explained that to to Jake and my manager at the time, they both weren't they didn't see the light because I think so much turmoil had been involved in the band and I just don't think they kind of believed in it yet, you know, and they were just like, ah, you know, we're going to pass. And me and Jake decided, okay, well the contract's up. So maybe a different label would be a better home for you, you know, to kind of start over. And, And now, you know, I did send, um, I did send True Blue to Cahill. He's a guy who listens to all the music over there at Pure Noise, and I sent it to him, and I didn't get really much of a response. Got you know, hey, thanks for sending it over, blah blah, blah. and it just you know, there wasn't much interest. So yeah, that was about as far as I took it, is mm-hmm. like sending it out to people. You know, I was like, okay, well, cool. Well, you know, there's, I understand that, so I'm gonna go ahead and just release it and put it out and get some music out there and because i felt like i felt like it would it would just be selfish me and eric you know uh my guitar player in the band now um i just me and him just felt like it was it, it was just so selfish of us to like try to sit there and figure out too far ahead for the band and like all right we're gonna hold on to this and send it out wait for the right time to you know put this out or whatever and i just didn't feel like there was a right time i felt like the people who who still like the band and still message me and you know keep my spirit alive like i felt like they deserved it you know i was just like okay cool we need to go ahead and put this out let them hear it and you know give them something to kind of look forward to and so what was what was the big thing that you wanted to wanted to do differently that the previous members didn't want to do like as far as you were mentioning with with this record and how you wanted to take things what was the the big difference um how how you wanted to put out another record and and just the future of the band in general to compare to what they envisioned um I wanted to polish things up a bit. Uh, I was such an angry kid and, (laughs) you know, uh, I was tired of being angry and I was tired of, uh, you know, I wanted everything so fast and funky and just raw and, um, I started working on, I want to say the riff for China Doll was one of the first songs that I started working on um, towards the end of, you know, the Pure Noise noise era. And, like, I, I knew right then, I was like, this is just the way it made me feel, like, when I was playing it. I That's where I wanted to be. Because it kind of made me feel a little bit different than the other stuff that I had written sounded, you know, and and made me feel. And uh, it wasn't so much aggression anymore. It was just kind of, it was more from like a love side, you know, just Mm -hmm. like 
what made me happy again. And, uh, you know, and then, uh, later on was, you know, once I found a new group of guys, we started working on, uh, uh, turmoil and stuff like that. And just had a bouncier, uh, feel to it. And just, I don't know, it just made us all feel good, you know? And, uh, there's still some sad shit in there, but it, it's still, it's got a happier tone to it. Yeah. I mean, the momentum in it is just great. And, uh, I agree. So that's where I, that's, that's where I thought as soon as I started working on those songs and once I sat alone, you know, just sat with my guitar and started, you know, picking out stuff that I'd, you know, been working on. I was like, this is where I just felt like that's where I should have been a while ago. And, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, the new, even, even with the new stuff, it's like, you know, newer stuff that we're going to start working on. It's like, it's, we're even going to kind of branch even more further into that and, you know, try to give a new feel to the band. And, uh, I'm not, I'm not yelling anymore, (laughs) uh, as much, you know, um, which I like. Sounding, I, I sounding, like that. Yeah, not trying to sound as pissed off and gritty <laughs> as um, I used to. I've, I've been getting, I've been listening to a lot of pop now, and so it's like I've been singing a lot more and trying to get uh, better at actually doing my voice, you know, with with my voice and not destroying it live, you know, and. Uh, um, true blue definitely like, pro- True blue definitely uh, pr- proves that. I think your your voice really shines. Thanks, that. man. Yeah, you're welcome. It just felt good. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, and and working with Machine was a big help too. He, you know, he strayed me away from that. You know, he was like, you're, he's like, he's like, you don't, you don't need to throw sucker punches. You know, and I love that. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. He was like, man, just, just let it flow. And you know, he, he sat behind me the whole time. Like when we did. It, it was the coolest process doing vocals with him because it was so fun. And usually, usually when I record vocals, man, I you know I rip myself to shreds. Yeah, I get kind of crazy in the booth, and it's uh, it's kind of mentally destructive. And with him, it was such a fun process. It just felt great. So it felt how liberating? Did- it felt expressive, and you know, like you said, Shine was just a perfect mm-hmm. example. And not in like a cocky way, just a very like self-liberating, very confident feel to it. Like he he made me like what I was doing. And, you know, he helped me get to where I wanted to be with that. It was like I was Rocky and he was Mickey in my corner. <laughs> like he was just yelling at me the whole time, like in a positive way. Though. Like right. he was just coaching me the whole way, you know, like even while I was tracking, he'd be like, you know, pat me on the back he'd get up and like just start you know jumping around like it was just such a cool experience and i think it working with machine really brought us all to life and you know made us realize this is what we want to do it sounds like it what how did he approach vocals that was something that was kind of foreign to you what were some of like the tips and techniques that he i mean you talked about him being in the booth with you but what exactly did that include just certain things that i you know i i wouldn't have tried and 
we kind of bounced off each other, you know, it was like I would, um, it was really cool because a lot of ideas came up, in, you know, while tracking. A lot of ideas, I'd be like, you know, either me or him, we'd be like, and he was a guy who he'd go, he'd go, here, check this out. And he'd put headphones on and he'd come in there and like he, he'd, you know, he would sing something, you know, you know, and he'd be like, you know, try this or, and then I'd go, okay, cool. And then I would try that. And then I'd be like, well, how about this? And then I'd add a little, you know, flair to it or whatever. And it just was like a team effort thing. You know, it was just like, it, it worked out well. It was ideas that I wouldn't have even thought of. But then once I heard them, I was like, Oh, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, and then kind of add a little, you know, flavor to it. And, it just uh it was really fun man it was it was cool i hope i get to have that kind of experience again you know especially vocally i th- i think machine really likes doing vocals i think he likes you know really connecting with the the vocalist and you know he has you he has you you know type out all of the the lyrics onto his screen so that he has them Oh wow! Okay. And, yeah, and he kind of like reads over with you, and like, you know, and he kind of talks to you about the song. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of give him like a you know brief rundown about the song. So when you're recording your vocal takes, he's kind of like right behind your ear in your head, like talking to you about what you told him, so that you kind of feel that emotion from the song you're kind of like you get he puts you in that element of like this is what this song is about this is who this song is to this is what you gotta tell him because you gotta have something to say you know so it sounds like he really just kind of dug down deep and played off the emotions and found i found out exactly what the song was about and made sure that that's what you were performing absolutely and he knew he knew i had something to prove with this you know yeah i would say so you know i mean i got a lot of i had a lot of letdowns and um a lot of heartbreak from you know being in this this industry and um i felt like you know i kind of i kind of you know pissed on some of my big opportunities and you know and i you know i'm i'm really pissed off about that i am but it with this it helped me cope with it and it helped me push in more of a positive way than i would have in the past mm-hmm. you know which would have been a little bit more negative side now you know there's so many there's so many positives in this you know it's just i feel i feel like we're going to be invincible once we start rolling so I know you have obviously the uh, you got a short run of uh, our short short run tour coming up here, uh, and just well, it's like a couple weeks, two or three weeks away. Um, yeah, you yeah. guys are hitting the East Coast, um, November 9th, You're starting in Tennessee. I guess that's not necessarily the coast, but um, you're you're going sort of in that direction. Um, yeah. And then you end the uh, November eighteenth in in uh, North Carolina and Charlotte. There, what um, what other do you guys have other tour dates planned? Are are you going to be hitting the road like you guys were previously, or do you do you have a different approach 
to this new era of brigades as far as being on the road? We're going to, you know, we're going to travel and tour a lot um, this coming year. We're just doing it more of our way, you know, like our, our agent um, works with us a little bit more and he's more understandable and basically like we're going to do a lot of runs like this one, like uh, a little bit shorter. We're not planning on doing like a 31 day tour or anything like that right now. You know, that's just not in the books for us. We're just a little bit older and, you know, we got a lot, a lot more to lose now. And, uh, so we're, you know, we're not going to go out and be poor and, and, and hang ourselves. We're just going to really push and work hard and do a lot of these runs like the, this one in November. And then we'll do, we'll probably do some stuff January, February. And then I know we're going on a really cool one, uh, in spring. And then hopefully summer we'll do some runs at where we hit a lot of festivals and stuff like that. I think that's the plan. And, uh, yeah. And then, you know, hopefully by then some, some offers start coming up. We, you know, we start getting some cool things on the, you know, thrown on the table. And if not, then we're still going to keep doing what we're doing. You know, it's, re- it's really up to us. It's not up to the, to the big guys anymore. It's, uh, you know, it's what the kids want to hear. It's good. You know, they're the ones in control. And I think a lot of people have forgotten that. Yes. Yeah. There's uh, being independent is uh, an, a free, a very freeing experience. And it sounds yeah. like that's what you're, you're happy with. And it sounds like maybe that's what you've been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was refreshing, you know, um, doing everything, everything, literally everything that I wanted to do. That was cool. Um, you know, not a lot of, uh, asking, Hey, is this cool? You know, it was just kind of like had these ideas, we did them and there was no questions asked, you know, it was just, we made things happen and, uh, there wasn't a lot of running things by people or anything like that, you know, cause you know, when we did all this stuff, we were completely free agents, you know, uh, I hadn't talked to Brad Wiseman, uh, our old booking agent in about a year. We'd disbanded from, uh, Jason, my old manager, probably longer. Um, and so we were just doing everything that, you know, we wanted to make happen. What was one of those things that felt the greatest that you've always wanted to be able to do? And it was just, it felt so good to be able to finally do it. Um, go to exactly who I wanted to go to, to record and not just what, like a budget, uh, what was it? Was it, was it the label that kind of made you choose before? Did they have rain over that or was it more of just other members? Um, sometimes it was that, you know, trying to decide on if, uh, you know, everybody wanted to go to that guy or, you know, if, if the label thought that was a good idea or, you know, um, 
we stuck a lot with you know we did a lot of things with Paul Levitt and which you know I'm completely glad we did for Crocodile Tears because we had you know we had a really um, cool experience doing that record and that was something that really pushed us to you know realize we wanted to take things to the next level and um, especially within myself and then uh, I don't think that we should have went there then for the next one. I think we just did it because it's what we could afford. Mm-hmm. And I think we made kind of an impulsive decision. We also went straight into the studio after a month-long tour. Ooh, man, and, that's rough. Yeah, and I think it was just – we just made some impulsive decisions, and, I, you know, I take responsibility for a lot of that. And yeah. um, so – you know, but like I said, learning experience and yes, I knew I knew Machine was one of my favorite producers. He worked; with, he had done a lot of records that I was like obsessed with, and I knew um, I wanted to work with him after watching so many videos of you know bands and stuff in the studio with him, and he just seemed so energetic and uh, so uplifting with you know the songwriting and. I just knew that's how I wanted to go to. So I said, you know, we're going to him and it's going to be really expensive, but <laughs> we're going to make it happen. And that's what we did. You know, we just worked, we worked hard and, and, you know, with my team now, it's like another thing is like everything, everything is split equally, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't before. And that caused a lot of stress too. Oh yeah. It's always, you know, always comes and, back and to not, money. <laughs> not going to ever throw anyone under, but you know, it was, it wasn't, you know, an equal thing. Yes. And uh, now it's an equal thing, and everybody puts in their part and, you know, has the same dream and works really hard when they're at home, works really hard when they're doing the band stuff, and that's how it's got to be, you know? I mean, this is a band full of men, you know, and it's just like they bust their ass, and I'm so glad to have them on board and working with me and you know kind of trusting me with some of my crazy ideas that i have <laughs> well it, it all that hard work and uh team teamwork i should hint at really shines and you can really tell i feel like by listening to true blue just because it does really show that new era of uh of brigades yeah yeah and I think that was something that was, I think that was something that was always there. You know, we had a, we had an older record uh, back when I started the band. I still played guitar and sang, and uh, it was called The Last Laugh. And, you know, I wouldn't let too many people hear that or anything, but, <laughs> it, you know, because I was really young. But I feel like everyone it, has a song called, like, Last Laugh or, like, Who's Laughing Now? It's just yeah, like, yeah. And, it, you know, it was, it was old angsty stuff, but it was, yeah. like, there were a couple elements from that, from me being such a young writer at the time, there were, you know, a lot of like some of my friends who knew it were like, yo, there's a couple parts on true blue that kind of like show ode to like, you know, your, your old stuff and last laugh and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was pretty cool that they kind of picked that up. Cause like, yeah. I, I didn't hear that, but like, you know, someone else heard that and it was like, you know, pr- you know, probably so. Cause you know, I, I dug a little deeper this time and kind of pulled some things out that I've been wanting to do for a while. And, 
and you know and you notice we tried new things too like electronically and we're trying to add new elements and experiment a little bit you know and a lot of times we wouldn't have even gave some of those ideas like a try you know we just kind of would have pushed them to the side and be like no nah, we're gonna do it you know straight up rock and roll we're just gonna yeah who cares in and do it and now we're yeah. kind of like experimenting a little bit more and and you know i owe a lot of that to like uh dom and eric you know they they're um super tech savvy and you know are you know willing to pull out some of those ideas that i might pitch out and they kind of like help me bring those to life so it's really cool yeah the um it sounds like you went back to your roots without knowing you went back to your roots kind yeah. of thing a little bit. Speaking of, I saw you went and saw Goo Goo Dolls. And I did. I, you, was, that was your first time, right? A band you've always wanted My to see? My first time seeing Goo Goo Dolls, yes. I've always wanted to see I, them too. Um, I still, I still never have. Yeah, Johnny Resnick was big, big influence, man. Um, I remember being a kid and I, I, like, I wanted to have his hair so bad. <laughs> and my hair was like, not going to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, somehow I, I remember that too from like watching um, when I was really getting into rock music, it was around the time of um, Broadway. Um, and I remember just watching that music video over and over again on like the VH1 top 20 countdown or whatever. Um, and uh, And then, you know, I checked out some of their earlier stuff from there, you know. Oh yeah, so. Broadway man. That <laughs> that song, I've probably ripped that riff off so many times. It's not even funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a like. good riff. It's a good song, you know. Oh yeah, it's funny because it's such a feel-good song, but it's actually so depressing. It's a fucked-up song. It really is. It's like, yeah. hey, this let's. It's like, okay, this is a cool like pop rock song, but it's just yeah, it's very depressing. But I love it. it. But it makes you feel good at the same time, which is kind of like the new formula for brigades. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's what we're gonna latch on to and continue to do and push it even farther. A um, lot of lot of creative guys on the team, and um, it's gonna be good, man. I, I'm ready to do. I'm ready to do another one. I'm well, ready to push. I'm ready to tour and push True Blue. You know, and get some more ears dialed in on that but yeah sure please because i feel i know you guys actually haven't done any touring on this release yet and it's such a good uh ep and it's so quick too it's like 20 minutes long but it's got so much uh bite to it but it's also it's a soft bite it's not like a um rip your arm off kind of bite it's just yeah or, or rip the skin off it just kind of kind of like it's it's subtle it's a subtle bite yeah, leave leave a little uh, leave a little bite mark for you, some love marks. Yeah, some love marks. There you go. There yeah, you go. that's yeah. a good way to put it. Um, yeah, very very addictive as well. Um, with all the different, I appreciate it. You're welcome. With all the the different melodies you have going on, from instruments to your vocal harmonies. Um, so let's, um, which probably make sure we plug the um, the tour dates again, and okay. then any other you know, plug your socials and all that too. So people can, can find you. Yeah. Um, let's see here. 
I'm so bad with this. Let me look. At <laughs> it's okay. Let me look at my. I have to write everything down on a schedule. Yes, I do the same thing. So we'll be on the road November 9th through the 18th. Um, East Coast, Northeast dates uh, starts out in Nashville. Like I said, it ends in Charlotte. Uh, November ninth will be in Nashville, and the tenth will be in Dayton, Ohio. The eleventh, Columbus, Ohio. Twelfth, Amityville, New York. Thirteenth, Brooklyn, New York. Fourteenth, Boston, Massachusetts. Can't wait to see all my Massachusetts boys. Um, the fifteenth will be in Stanhope, New Jersey. November 16th, Garner, North Carolina, and then Greensboro on the 17th. So you're going to a lot of places uh, where we've got a lot of friends and stuff, and I'm excited to see some of my old buddies that I used to hang out with on tours and stuff, especially my Massachusetts family. I love those people. Yeah, you got uh, a nice following, a group, a clan, if you will, in uh, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Massachusetts is always a good time. All we right. always have a great time there. I haven't. Sp- I've. I spent. I've spent a lot of time in Massachusetts, but not in Boston, in per- in particular. Uh, like four. I think three or four hours. Maybe. Maybe it's not that far. Maybe it's two hours from Boston. Um, yeah, but it's beautiful uh, out there. W- Worcester is my favorite. Uh huh. Um, and it's not too far from Boston. Yeah, but there's a venue there called the Palladium, and it's heard just that. it's always a blast. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Boston. I've only been there once, and I would love to go back. But I'm not a Red Sox fan. Uh oh, yeah, that's right. They're in the World Series, which um, <laughs> the day we're recording this interview, the World Series is starting up. So, so you're rooting for the is it the, the Dodgers? Right? Is that who else is? I'm, I'm not really rooting for anybody in this one. Oh, okay. You know, gotcha. it's one of those. I'm, I'm a Braves fan, and sure, I'll probably never get to see that side of it. So, yeah. Well, I'm never say never, a, man. I'm gonna be a hater. <laughs> you just might be, you know, up in age before it <laughs> happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, so just like the the Cubs for us in Chicago, you know, it took forever. That so. was awesome. It was that cool, was awesome. man. It was it was nice to see like the like the whole country like rooting for the Cubs, just because it was like the Red Sox situation, you know, where it had been, you know, how many years, hundred like a yeah. hundred years or whatever, yeah, close to it. Um. And uh, yeah, that was that was amazing. Even though I'm I'm not uh, a big sports person, I I uh, thought it was cool. So yeah, yeah. Well, hey man, let me know when you guys are going to be in the uh, Chicago area, and we can do this again. Except I will bring you guys some pizza, and we'll hang out a little bit. Well, well we love pizza, well, and we I'm love hangs. So then, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, man. That <laughs> sounds like a plan. Yeah. Should be out there soon. I got some I got some uh Chi Town fam too, so Good. Uh, love to come back up there and we will be, you know. It's just gonna Eventually, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna take us some seeing how everything goes with the, the touring and stuff and hopefully um the more and more we do it the better it gets and the more places we'll 
Well, hit. I'm sorry. I sound like I'm out of breath. I'm no, it's getting, okay. I'm getting. I'm in the You're, process of getting ready for work. I was going to say, I'm, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get ready for work. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so let's close. Uh, let's close the show today with um, the one of your like your favorite song from True Blue. Which which one would you pick? I know it's hard, <laughs> but uh, favorite song. I think my favorite song to sit and listen back to is uh, Buffy, just because I think it's such a um, it's such a different song in the album. It's a little bit more um, on the darker side. Yes, and uh, I just I think it has such a gut gut wrenching uh, chorus to it, and uh, and then the bridge is is really thematic and I think that's probably my favorite song.
special thanks again to Darren Young of Brigades for being on this show today. Make sure you show them some love and you check out their brand new EP called True Blue. It really is a rebirth for the band, and I'm I'm so excited for Darren that he's finally doing things the way he would like to do, to do them. It's definitely a freeing feeling, and I honestly like True Blue a lot more than I like their other stuff. And and I think you will if you give it a fair shot. And obviously you just kind of heard a little bit of it just now. Now, in case you didn't hear what Darren was saying when it comes to Brigade's social media accounts and stuff like that, they're all at Brigade's Band. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff is at Brigade's Band if you want to give them a follow, which you should because they're going to be having more tour dates to announce. He did obviously talk about the current run that they're going to be doing this month starting November 9th and going through the 18th, but they're going to be doing some more short runs like that, hopefully one that's more here in the Midwest so we can all hang out together. Um, And then True Blue is literally available anywhere online, any streaming platform, iTunes, all that stuff. So make sure you go and and, uh, get that today. They do have a website. It's brigades.co or .co. There's links to all kinds of stuff there, the tour dates, music, news, music videos, merch, all that stuff if you would rather go to a website. So again, that's brigades.co. So that's it for the show today. I'm Jacques Lamour, your host. Thank you so much once again from the bottom of my heart for tuning into this podcast. It was really great to have you here. So next week, if things go as planned, because <laughs> sometimes they don't, but if they go as planned, we're actually going to have a returning guest who was on the show about two years ago, Gary, um, from a band called Backyard Superheroes. We're getting back into the ska world once again this week. I know you might be annoyed with me and all this ska that I've been having lately, but I can't help it. I love ska music on top of punk and pop punk and all that stuff. So, He is going to be on the show to talk about their latest record that was just released within this last month, and they've got some cool shows coming up as well. So it'll be good to catch up with Gary. It's been a little while. So now you have something new to look forward to for next week. That'll be up on, I think, November 7th. Man, I can't believe we're getting into November already. So yeah, Wednesday, November 7th, I'll be talking with Gary from Backyard Superheroes. In the meantime, though, you can stay up to date on what's happening here on Pop Punk and Pizza and just in the scene in general by following us on social media. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, it's all the same handle. It's Pop Punk Pizza Pod. My personal Twitter is on air with JL, and we'll keep you up to date on everything that's happening here on the podcast any kind of news that I find that I want to share with you, or just something funny or quirky. I like to share memes and things like that once in a while. So, Pop Punk Pizza Pod is where you can follow us at. And then, hey, if you want to submit your music to be played on the show, or you want to submit an inquiry to be interviewed on the show for us to, to hang out and chat, hit me up at bangerangradio at gmail.com, and I'm just going to need as much information about your band as possible. So links to your music and EPK, that is huge. Um, EPKs, those are very helpful. Um, photos, videos, all that stuff. Just send me as much info about your band as possible to bangerangradio at gmail.com. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. If you don't hear back from me in a while, shoot me another email. Sometimes I just get so backed up on booking new artists for this show. Like right now, 
my guest list for the podcast is like a mile long. <laughs> and I know it's going to it's going to go like I'm going to start booking into January at this point. So be patient with me and sometimes I'm just not interested in your band as well. And I I don't mean that in a bad way. I only have people on the show that I'm I'm interested in, which makes sense. I mean, it's my show and and like I said, I I don't take that in a bad way. But if I'm not interested, then I'm not going to want to go any further into it. But anyway, yeah, hit me up and I'll see if we can work something out. So whatever it is that you're going through right now, I hope it gets better. And if things aren't even bad right now, then good for you, man. (laughs) Because life can get a little rough. I know it's been a little rough for me lately. But I'm thinking of you, all right? Just keep on a trucking, my friend. Things are going to get better. We'll see you next week. Or I'll chat with you next week, I should say. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza.